Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 114 for January 10th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. That might have been the best one you've ever done. Oh, thank you. That Uh, sounded good. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, Marcin Szczepinski, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, and Jessic Nakunichi. I don't know. Uh, we're going to do something a little different this week. We are going to introduce ourselves for any potential new listeners. Um, my name is Phil. I'm what you might call the white collar guy. Uh, you can tell because uh, I'm extremely pedantic. And uh, with me, as always, are is Bill, who's the uh, I guess the representative. Let's call him. Let's call him the union rep for the blue collar boys. <laughs> and uh, and the guy laughing over that's that's Tim. Yeah. Hi. That's Can Tim. I ask uh, what what does pedantic mean? Nitpicky. Oh, that's you. You are yeah. pedantically amazing. Yeah. Pedantic doesn't get conjugated like that. Oh. I, I pedantic, you pedantic, he, she, it pedanticizes. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. You got the irony of being pedantic mm. about how to say pedantic, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just yeah, don't, be, don't be pedantical. Let's go. Well, uh, I didn't see the light of recognition in your eyes. So I was like, I probably should just be, uh, okay, be a it was, pedant. It was, it was really great. Hey, thank you. That's a, I also need that. <laughs> so, what are we working on? Let's see here. Uh, the very mature Bill Lutz. What are you? Uh, what are you working on? I am still working on a table saw sled, and I am filming it. Um, but it's just been crazy busy for me, so uh, it's not going to be ready before I go to Galena. If everybody remembers, I'm leaving out of town uh, by the time this airs on Wednesday. So working on a table saw sled, it should be pretty cool. I'm very happy with what it is so far. Awesome. You'll be happy to know that I believe the cold front is lifting, so it'll just be normal cold and not like ridiculous cold when you're when you're there. I, I looked at yeah, the forecast says it's going to be in the mid twenties, and I'm like, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> when are you going? Uh, Wednesday. So this is we're recording Monday, so in two days. Wow, because it's supposed to get way warmer than that here. here yeah. Like Thursday is supposed to get around like fifties. Yeah, you. Well, I, don't, I mean, this. It is you a guys different are weather world pattern. Travelers, there. not me. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It is a different weather pattern there, though. Oh, okay. Wait, I take that back. Mm. So it's showing Wednesday at forty-two Ooh. with the low of thirty-nine. Oh, that's then great. Thursday is forty-six with the low of twelve. Hey, now. And then that's Friday twenty-five mm. and seven. Then Saturday fourteen and negative three. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, so <laughs> it's. it's yeah. It, I'm still going to be way out of my element. But you're yeah, getting you a get nice. In, you get out. You're getting a nice lucky little like warm streak though. So that'll be nice. And then I had a, I had a question for you about your your table saw sled i saw a picture of it on instagram did it does it have metal on it so what i did was um i guess a little bit of a spoiler alert um i found uh you inspired me tim i found two ikea tables on the side of the road (laughs) in the garbage 
Seriously. And one of them was uh, that one of the legs was cracked. But anyway, it was painted this awful. I think I posted this one a while back. It had extensions on the legs. It was really goofy looking. But the tabletop itself mm-hmm. is what I used for the, the table saw sled platform. Uh, it's slightly bowed. So what I did was I ran the ran it over my, uh, my, my, my router table and put a little bit of a tiny niche on each end. And then I put some aluminum angle iron on that to straighten it out. Uh-huh. So that that will be it goes mm. that way. Interesting. I've got it done. I've got and I I vacuum or vacuum. I um, sanded or, or uh, restored all the green paint off of it. So it's all wood. It's waxed underneath. I got the runners in. It is tight. It sits nice on the table. So next up is the front and back fence, which I'm gonna make collapsible because mm. I want to store this underneath my workbench, but all the way up at the top, like you would a wine glass, so to speak. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I am really excited to see what that lands up looking like. Yeah, ends up. What I, do you guys say? Is it lands up or ends up? Ends up. It's ends up, uh, ends up here, but lands up there. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> no, but, no, but we're not in the same room. So which one should it be? Well, I ended up landing right where you are. That doesn't answer anything. Tim, what are you up to? Um, I am trying to stay warm in my shop, but now it is finally just breaking. But uh, it was very, very cold in there. So I really feel like most of the time I've been in the shop, I've just been stoking the fire or finding some excuse to stand next to it. Um, I was I was away for a day and then we got snowed in and we ended up uh, staying. We were at this like, indoor water park. So I was away for two days. So I ended up working all weekend through the cold uh, to try and make up time. And it's just been slow going. But... I'm almost done with this big table I've been working on. I started making uh, this receptionist desk that I'm, I'm filming because you made me fill. And I also okay. made a uh, uh, like a I have this pole in the middle of my bench that holds up my roof and uh, it's kind of in the way. But I, I've always just since I've been there, I've just been like throwing screws in it and hanging stuff on it, you know, and I went and I tore it all down and I and I made like a proper tool caddies to really use this space, utilize this space more efficiently. It's a video um, that's a sponsored video that I'll be releasing sometime soon. Can we clarify awesome. that you did not tear down the pole? Yeah. Oh, did I make Well, that's the thing is I can't tear down the pole. I have to keep it there. That's so I, what I was saying. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I built my bench around <laughs> it and it was like, you know, on the, the last time I rebuilt my shop and. And, uh, you know, so I was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll hang my ruler on it. So I put a screw in. It's like, oh, I'll hang my hammer on it. So I put a screw. Next thing you know, I've got all these random tools hanging all over and they're all falling on each other. And, and so I was like, you know what? I can do better. Um, so I went and I sort of thought about what needs to be here. I never get to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I finally like um, took a minute, you know. One, I was going to ask you one other thing. I Did I hear you say you went to an indoor water park? Yes. Um, I took. I did that also. That's right. Yeah, you went to in one the in the winter. You guys are saying it's like 150 below, and you go into a water it was, park. It was really surreal. In, my my indoor. My wife booked it, you know, so we could take the kids there. And it's there's like yeah, there's wave pools and water slides, and uh, the one like the tunnels that you go through, they're like you know 360 tunnels, and they all snake around and and they go outside right. and they come back in the building, and, the, and like the one was like steaming because it would get cold in the middle of the tunnel, and it was actually steaming as the hot water or warm water oh, came cool. out. Um, and, and then the, the storm came when we got about a foot, a foot and a half of snow. So we got snowed into the hotel and we just, instead of trying to drive home in the snow, we just stayed another day and let the kids have fun and, you know, and it was very surreal to be like, like walking around your bathing suit at a wave pool, looking out at like this, like, what do they call it? A cyclone storm where they had some horrible name they made up for the storm. Uh, polar vortex, like a, like a bomb storm or something they called it. And so you're like, but it was really like 
you know, when we were in Massachusetts, it was very, very snowy and blizzardy and, and we were water parking. <laughs> it was neat. See, I, I would have to say I'm very uh, meteorologically naivete when it naive naive yes meteorologically naive because the thought of being on a water park and then where it goes outside and comes back in even though it's enclosed I would be afraid I would get frozen like in there I was too but it it worked I survived <laughs> okay Phil everyone's fine yeah how about you Phil uh, I haven't done any YouTube stuff but um, I think I talked about it last week. My kids and my wife are all in Florida. I am a uh, all by myself for the last couple of days and for at least another and oh, for another right. week. So this entire weekend, I spent uh, in the shop doing whatever the hell I wanted, uh, playing video games and watching movies. So I was basically fourteen, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was like it was the best weekend ever. Uh, but I made some cool stuff. I I did. Three, uh, I practiced some CNC stuff and I lined up turning it into um, art. So I did like this, these three little Game of Thrones inspired, um, I guess, framed pieces of art, which is the house sigils for each one of, for who I believe are the three houses that caused the war. So, uh, and uh, I'm not sure where I'm going to put those three right now. But if anyone's wondering, it's Targaryen, Stark, and Baratheon. Um, and so that was fun. And I, I pulled out, uh, I finished both of the Etsy things that I had to get done. One was a whiskey box and one was a rolling tray. So those are out the door. And, uh, and yeah, so I had some great shop time. I watched a couple of cool movies. Has anyone seen baby driver? I thought that was really good. No, I haven't. Anyway, no. It was good. And I played any video games. I played some Skyrim. That's what I, that's what I'm up to. Oh yeah. You play that? I'd never heard yeah. of it before, and I thought it was pronounced Skyrim. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I got a new computer, so why? Well, it's probably not relevant to this, but I've been playing with cryptocurrencies and mining them, and so that's what I've been up to. Wow, just a lot, actually, of, a lot of hobbies. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> hobbies. It's actually really relevant to our our topic, don't you think? Talking about all those creature comforts that you have uh, with the uh, computer and uh, being yeah. indoors with heat. And uh, <laughs> heat's nice. Yeah. Heat's nice. I'll tell you one thing though. Um, we're getting like launching right into the topic. Um, the garage, as as everyone knows, right? Heat rises, so it's like comfy, cozy, about calf level and up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but my feet were freezing. I honestly thought I lost a pinky toe at one point, and then I'm like, you know what? I can't wear Crocs <laughs> in the shop right now. I have to switch over to my actual boots. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, well, I guess that was a bit of a downer. I like to wear the Crocs in the shop. You have a tile floor in there? Yeah, industrial tile. Yeah. It's what's in the, it came in with the house. Mm. And it's, uh, it, it's great you, because it really cleans and sweeps easy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that's the upside to that. The, the downside is, is that it's basically a refrigerator. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? Well, there's that. Yeah. There's that. You know, um, but it's, what about, it's not too What bad. about carpet tiles <laughs> to help insulate that? To be honest with you, uh, I'm being a bit of a baby. It's really not a big deal for me to put on a pair of boots. Uh, and I usually don't get to spend eight straight hours in there. I usually mm. get to spend a couple. So it's not a big deal. This was this is way out of the ordinary for me to spend two full days in the shop. So I'm not complaining, not even a little bit. It was amazing. Mm. And like usually when I'm in there, I've got to do something, get in and get out. This time I really was like playing, you know, I was I guess I was Tim Sway for a weekend. I got to just sort of explore and play 
and uh, and really mess around with the CNC and do some really cool stuff. So well, that, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, yeah, it was really a blast. Good, excellent. Um, that it does go into our our topic of creature comforts. Um, you know, like the yeah. the the things that you're talking about are the things that I've been thinking about because my toes, even in my awesome wool socks and my insulated shoes have been cold and you know as my shop has been cold and and we talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago about um some of the things to take care of yourself in the shop so i was thinking about that as i was stoking the fire and trying to warm up my shop of of just some some of the things that we can do to make our shops more like home to make them more Mm -hmm. comfortable and more uh inviting to us so it's not just a place of work part of the reason i thought of this was that someone made a weird comment on one of my videos um about uh I had hung a, I made a, it was actually the hammer made of nails video I made a few years ago. And, um, and so I made this, this piece of art and I hung it on the wall and someone made the comment like walls in your shop are for tools, not for art go hang that in your house. Like, just like this, like stupid comment to make. I mean, it's just totally irrelevant, you know, but I was thinking about, it, I was like, I have a whole section of my shop where I have like some art from Vance and things from other makers and my, mm-hmm. my failures. And so I was like, no man, my shop is my house in some ways it's my castle you know it should be decorated and yeah. it should be comfortable so i want to hear some of the things that you guys do to make your shop i know you bill have the you record this podcast in your shop and the desk you're sitting at is surrounded with memorabilia and um and art and and, and inspiration yep i have my uh, tim sway art in the form of a square uh on the wall i have uh the reclaimed audio plaque that you made me yeah i i i I, I was going to say that first. Uh, my computer setup, I, I specifically wanted to put it out in the garage, obviously because I'm not living in the tundra. Um, it doesn't <laughs> get that cold out here. But to actually, because I use this computer specifically for our podcast and for editing video, so having it out here on a, a upcycled couple of um, kitchen cabinets with a piece of plywood on top is my desk. And then the computer, of course, sits on top of that. And then I've got all kinds of, Things people have sent me, stickers, um, you know, things you've made, things Phil's made. I think I've got something from Phil. Do I have something from Phil? <gasps> well, I don't think not, you've sent me anything ever. You never made anything I from Phil? I will have to rectify. <laughs> I don't know. Don't make yeah. me feel bad. I, I can make something well, for you. I'll, I'll, I, I won't say this out loud, but I'm going to consider this from you, Phil. <laughs> that, makes a, that makes a ton of sense. That makes a, right? I, really, I really identify we're both Jews, oh, yeah. so that worked out well. <laughs> but yeah, so so to start the conversation, I, I would say having the computer out here, like it, you know, your home office. Plus, Casey uses the home office for her schoolwork and business as well. So, me bringing it out into the garage, it's a creature comfort. I can be out here, can be loud. I can, you know, whatever. Eat my chips and pretzels during the podcast and get yelled at. But <laughs> yeah. Even that creature comforts. Get, you know what's um, art that I think almost all of us have in our garages or shops or whatever. Um, well, not all of us, but those of us who do this nonsense, but the sticker swap stuff. Yeah. So we, we all, I mean, that's a tiny piece of art that we sort of share with everyone and we get one in return and all that stuff. So that's art in there. But uh, I have, I have some art in the, I have uh, the sign that you made me bill Tim. I have the commemorative plaque and uh, from <laughs> the cop out video that I did, I, I keep that hung up there to remind me of, of my cop out. Oh, when we had the challenge, we did the, the, uh, Jason Payne sent us the recycled, uh, yeah. materials in a box and you copped out by taking a picture of them and framing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I said cop out. Yeah. No, it was, it was clever. It was clever. I just wanted to remind yeah. everybody of what your cop out. Was. 
Yeah. So, Phil, will yeah. you be hanging up the uh, the uh, Targaryen stuff in the garage? I haven't figured it out. I might I might hang, hang it up in my office at work. I might put it up uh-huh. uh, here. I, I use a spare bedroom in our basement to record the podcast. I might put it in here. Uh, I'm gonna put it up like right above here. I don't know. We'll see. So we can, we definitely consider art then uh, to be a creature comfort. You know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of them. You know, you know what I have right behind me, and I, I could pick it up and show you, but it's it's radio. Um, is the the thing that you made, Bill? The on air box, uh, Bill. When we got together and recorded a live podcast in Boston last year, you made both for Phil and I a re- the reclaimed audio oh, the logo. Sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and with, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, with the on air sign. And uh, I, I wanted to hang it in, in the room where we record the podcasts, but it's been a year and I haven't hung it. It's just sitting there on the floor. It's actually on top of a thing right now. And uh, and I was thinking about bringing that to the shop because I feel like it'll get, I'll, I, I'll see it more there because it's like, you know, I'm only down here like, uh, you know, a couple hours a week, whereas I'm at the shop, I'm there all week. And so I was thinking about bringing that there and hanging up somewhere. So it would be nice to see in the background and, you know, I might do that. Why don't you hang it up I mean, right outside I, Right the outside door. the door with yeah. all the company you get. Yeah, you know, coming down to the to the recording area there. Yeah, and then when you had the lights on, on air, yeah, right. well, that was the idea. Like, but it just, yeah. I just never, I never did. Yeah, because sometimes just some 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 people come running through here every once in a while. Oh, I'm recording. That's sure, sure, true. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing I want to talk about with creature comforts <laughs> was um, things to make. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I am laughing because you like uh, instead of telling us to you know. Uh, I don't want to use the language, but you know, to leave you alone about that, you're trying to like, yeah, you're kind of right. There are a lot of people that come by through here. Yeah, no, you know, that's true. I'm not so, gonna... so, so, so much poise and grace about you about this. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not gonna... you're supposed to be meaner about it is what I'm trying to get. At. Oh, you want it? You want to do the fight? You want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, screw that's you, man. That's remember my the family. Part about, remember <laughs> the part about getting sidetracked where we try and yeah. reel each other back in? Thank you, sir. There you go. Uh, I don't recall that now. Speaking of, obviously, speaking of creature comforts, um, though, it's not just like uh, looks. I was also like we had talked about a few weeks ago, and I was going to say to you, Phil, but you might not like it, is that floor mats. Man, what a difference those things make. I have those those cheesy – you don't have Harbor Freight, but we do. the Just those cheap – 18 inch square or 20 inch square yeah. floor mats. They lock together like puzzle They're pieces. They're like puzzles, yeah. My wife found a whole stack of them that are like colorful. They were like outside some like uh, daycare or something. They're for kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and so I have those and I have a bunch that I bought over the years. And, and every time I'm in a spot in my shop that doesn't have one, I notice it. Um, it it's for, for the temperature, huh. for like your feet, you know, and your back and stuff. Um, but right. the downside to that is it is kind of a pain in the neck uh, sweeping. You know, they, the the dust gets caught and then they get chewed up and, yeah. you know, but. But this is really the first time I've ever noticed it because the all kidding aside about Crocs, they are extremely comfortable. It's why doctors wear them because they're on their feet all day long and it's a clean environment. And usually and my. a third the price of dance goes. Yeah. 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 I used to wear those when I cooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, so that. It's just it's been insanely cold. Although I did, uh, I think I mentioned last week, but I I sealed up my garage door. I was noticing mm-hmm. that during the daytime I could see light underneath the garage door, so I went out and I bought a new seal for like thirty bucks from Home Depot. And, uh, and you know, you just sort of nail it underneath the end of the door, and yeah. then anyway, so now it seals up, so it's better. But these are thirty or forty year old garage doors. They're solid wood, so they don't really they're not insulated. So when it's minus fifteen Fahrenheit outside, yeah. The garage, despite the fact that there are baseboard heaters in the garage, it still gets cold in there. But not cold, cold, just 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm spoiled because it's so perfectly warm in there all the time that when it's a little bit cooler, like, you know, 60 instead of 72, I'm, uh, you know, oh, it's cold. It's not, it's not really cold. You know, uh, last week when, when you guys, specifically you, Bill, were saying, like, well, why don't you just go back to your, your house and work there? I, I was like, as I started the business out of my one car garage and uh, mm-hmm. it's in the basement of my house. So it's kind of like you. It's like even when it's, you know, like days like today, it might be 50 degrees in there, but most times like 60 or something. Um, but I don't know if you if you remember that, that there was there was no space in there that I, I actually had a workbench in my driveway. Like that was where I worked. It was like I used to have to brush the snow literally off my workbench to work, and I and um, so that's why I'm I'm not I'm not there because the creature comforts in my shop, or even though there's the bad days when it's really cold, like this most of the time it's so much better, you know. No, understood, and, and that would be the creature comfort of your uh, your shop now would be the size. I mean, having oh, that is huge space. Yeah, yeah. That, yep, hmm. to be able to spread out and like right now I'm working on a six foot by four foot. Um, uh, receptionist desk and a 48 inch mm-hmm. square coffee table at the same time in my shop. Wow. And they're both on your bench. I would imagine <laughs> not, uh, not right now, but I could probably make that happen. Like they'd be hanging off a little. Wow. That is, I I'm super jealous. It's, it's a little, I'm not even sure I could have either one of those things on my bench. Yeah. Most people can't, but I, I like to make big things and I started the business making big things. Like one of my first pieces was a five foot square coffee table and I'd, I'd work on it out in the driveway and then at the end of the day I have to put it up on his side and shove it into the garage and I was like I can't I mean for if it was my my hobby you know I, and I was working part-time then yeah sure but as I was trying to make it a full-time job I was like this is not efficient I need this this comfort of this space and and I couldn't afford it honestly and so I had to make compromises and you know found this this place that I could afford that lacks some luxuries like insulation and heat but, uh, you know, I put a wood-burning stove in, and I've insulated it, and every year it gets better, you know. Um, and it's and at first I was kind of like, ah, oh, you don't really need that. You just go in, you work, you go home. But as I spend more time, there, it's like, no, you know what? I want this place to be nice, and I want it. Like I, I didn't – like I painted the walls white just to brighten it up, you know, and little, mm-hmm. little things like that to make it feel homey and not just like this like work like, you know, like smokestack drudgery kind of thing, you know. It's, it's, my, it's my castle. So we're – talking about making the shop itself a creature comfort by whether it's insulated or you have the size that you need to do the work. What about tools? What about and specifically for you guys? What about the CNC? Would you consider that like a creature comfort tool? Hmm. No, I wouldn't call it a creature comfort tool. I would just call it like another tool that lets me do something different. Like there was a capability that I, that I got when I bought a bandsaw, right? I couldn't do the things you can do on a bandsaw until I got one. And that's the way I see a CNC. But well, and I'm not putting it down because I I absolutely think a CNC is a tool. It is just another type of tool, Mm -hmm. but the creature comfort part of it would be you do all the work, get it programmed, get it ready to go. Once you hit the start button, if it's, you can probably be, doing something else or maybe even going back in the house if it's cold out in the garage and let it do its thing well, would there that is be that, like a creep i wouldn't recommend I leaving the room able to make some <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> just in case <laughs> yeah right. i don't do that but yeah. it's but it's not like i i get what you're saying is that it's kind of right. like a, a a hit start and walk away kind of thing and that's why it's a creature comfort but i don't see it as because it's not like it replaces my ability to do something manually I'm sure it can, but that I don't do anything on it that I couldn't that I could do differently. 
That's the only right, reason right. I it use does, it. But it but allows you to do something manually at the same time that it's it's working. I guess again, yeah. you yeah. you put in the work. You put in the work to to, to program and all that because to me that is work. Sitting down and getting oh, vectors yeah. drawn with your yes. reconciliations and all that. That's work. So you push the start button. You've already put in all that work, but now instead of just standing there watching, you do have the luxury of being able to. You know what? I can go over here and do some sanding you know on what? this whiskey box. You know what? You're a hundred percent. And and now that you say it, I actually did do that. I made I made a mm-hmm. rolling tray while I was working on a whiskey box. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was cutting so, it up. Oh, that's like my favorite thing about the CNC is that it makes it's like a second bare hands. It's two of me in there for a while, but one of me actually yeah. is pretty good at it, and then and then there's me. You know? <laughs> <So>. Right, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. But like, I I just and it's and I forget that I like in when I first got it, and I had, especially when I had that smaller one that you have now, Phil the the Piranha. Yeah. Uh, I was quicker to just kind of go and, and drop something, and not not that the bigger one is any harder. Um, it's, it's just as easy to use, but there's something about the size that I feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't turn that on just for this. And just the other day I was making, I had to make some handles, um, you know, routed out and some like wood for a tray. And, um, so I went to my drill press with a forcing bit and I drilled it out and made a template and a piece of, you know, and then clamped it on and, and routed them out. And I thought after I did that and I filed this whole thing, I was like, oh, I could have just drawn an oval in the CNC and printed this out for a, a better template than the one I made by hand. Cause I'm still kind of yeah. old school like that. And I forget that I do have that. Creature comfort where if, if I could have just gone right over and, and I could have had that mm. that template made while I was prepping something else, you know. That's uh, true. It is that absolutely is yeah, so I guess Yeah. Yeah. If hmm. if you're I guess I I guess I'm wrong on both counts. If you remember it's there. That's my <laughs> yeah. yeah. But for, to be honest with you, I, a lot of the time and I'm gonna get flack for this, but it's loud. Yeah. And when the kids are home and my wife is home and or especially if the kids are sleeping. I try not to use it unless I absolutely have to. But since it's been El Solo Mio, yeah, I've been using it a lot more. Figured I don't really care about the noise. Well, that's, I, I mean, put on my headset and that's it. That concern is no different than if you're using a planer. A planer is really loud. Yeah, bench planer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a screamer. I agree with you, but I use that much. Yeah. I guess I, I in the summertime I would roll it outside. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It is loud. That was that was a tool. I guess that, I justify because you have to. That was a tool that had my wife say like, maybe you should look into renting a shop somewhere. <laughs> oh, that, that was my other one. Not only size, but location of your shop could be a creature comfort as well. Yeah, the ability to be able to work. Uh, I think Jimmy's often said that having being you know as opposed to being in New York now that he's at the. Uh, his property full time, he can be out there 24 seven if he wants to, cause he's not waking anybody up. He can be as loud yeah. as he wants having that ability. Cause he keeps weird hours anyway, he only sleeps 20 minutes a day. Um, mm. so, yeah, so location could actually be a creature comfort for sure. Yeah. I, uh, being Jimmy DeResta is a creature comfort. I think he's a creature comfort to the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a creature that, that gives me a, comfort. Yes. Yeah. It's knowing that he's alive is comforting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like knowing if you have a problem, there's someone that can solve it. <laughs> you know, like I, I can't figure this out. Um, yeah. That's, I, that's one of the things I do like about my shop a lot is that I don't have, I don't have people knocking on the door too often unless they're invited. Like nobody just shows up. It's not like on a busy street and I, and I couldn't go there and, and work whenever I want. Um, I don't have to worry about like, you know, kids napping and stuff and, and all that yeah. where when I was working from home, that was, uh, I had to really budget my, my time, but you know, now I can have, I have the table saw running. I have the, the CNC running. I have a, you know, the, uh, the dust collection running and I got punk rock music blaring out of the speakers and 
no one cares. You know, it's, it's heavy. That, that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. But I will tell you, being able to just jump in there to do something quick at 11 o'clock at night. That I miss. It's pretty nice also. That I do miss. Or like, you're just like, like putting coats of, you know, finish on something. Like when I, when yeah. yeah, I could go down, I could come up, have dinner, go down, put a second coat on, go up, you know, take a shower, watch some TV with the boy, go down, put another coat exactly. on. Exactly. Now it's a, you know, it's a 15 minute drive and I got to heat the place up. There's what you need to do is set up um, a finish CNC. So it can spray with a CNC. <laughs> and, and just program in a bunch of Z code that just sits or G code that sits still for like an hour. Yeah. So it's just sitting there still. You know, and then it sprays they, the next code. They have they they have that. You guys realize that most cars are made that way. They're painted that way the robot with the robotic arms, arms that come yeah. Oh yeah. Five axis arms for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I remember watching on uh, how it's made, uh there was a, a dip tank that they dipped it for the primer. They, so they had the whole the rolling chassis and it wasn't on the actual yeah. wheels, obviously, but uh it was on like a, tr- a conveyor belt, I think is what it was, not it? They would, yeah, they it was would, an aluminum unibody. Right, and they would dip it into the primer paint that was electrostatically charged, so it would like powder coat it, then bake it, and then it would go into the robot arm that would spray the coat on. And, and they, Oh, so cool. <laughs> I don't have that. I used to love that show. Yeah, Canadian show. Well, that, yep. that actually – that kind of reminds me of another Creature Comfort, which would be whether it be YouTube, whether it be reading a blog, reading uh, – looking up anything just googling it a creature comfort of of being able to information you need something oh my god do we ever live in an age of informational creature comforts you can you we literally walk around with the sum of human knowledge in our pockets all day long yeah right yeah Um, and we take it for granted how it's made i actually worked at a company that was on there oh yeah like i used to work for a company actually uh johnny brooks and i talked about this because he actually did a factory tour a uh, little after I left the company, but it was called Guru Cycles, and uh, we were on how it's made because we were making carbon fiber bikes in Canada, and we'd have yeah. yeah in Montreal, and we would have people like Bombardier who makes airplanes and stuff. They'd come by to see how we did carbon fiber because it's the next gen of sort of the uh, their air platforms and all kinds of stuff like that. We'd have like all kinds of aerospace people coming by to see how we were doing it because we were. We were like this little operation so we could be as nimble as we wanted and we were engineering things like crazy. Unfortunately, they no longer exist, but it was um, it was one of the highlights of my life to be able to work there. Hmm. That's, uh, and they were, on, they were on an episode of How It's Made. So if you ever YouTube, uh, you know, you could just How It's Made Guru or Bicycles or whatever it is, but it was freaking cool, man. That I remember when I first learned about carbon fiber, I learned about it. They were making um, cellos and basses and violins out of it. And I thought that was yeah. just the coolest thing. And of course, I had that because um, I have that disease that I think most people listening to this podcast have, where you see something and go, "Oh, I could make that." <laughs> you know? And then you know, then I was, I was like, "Oh, that's, I could," but if I, I really need a lot of stuff and practice, and but uh, it still fascinates me, and I would love to. Uh, Carbon fiber is easy, man. It's way well, it's easier. It's about making the molds. Get, you know, it, it's about making the molds. Yeah, yeah. the mandrels. That's all you need, yeah. and and the stuff comes pre-impregnated with the resin now. Oh, really? So you just need vacuum bags. How does it? A mandrel. How do you activate the resin? You heat it up. You just heat it heat, up. You heat it up. Get out. Yeah, you build some. Well, we use an autoclave, but you I mean you could just use heat. We used uh, heat hey, presses the, with the mandrels, but it's easy all stuff the ki- now. All the kids driving their little Hondas with their carbon fiber hoods and the wings on the back. That's all just a sheet of carbon fiber, and they press it, heat it up. Out comes a hood. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing stuff. We had we, but I used to go to like trade shows that. Uh, were all about handmade. Like we were the big corporate sellouts at these shows. Like these were one man shops. And there was this guy 
I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Kirkley, and that was the name of the brand. This guy, go ahead, open your open your Saint Croix or whatever. Uh, <laughs> this guy used to work with dry carbon fiber and do paint on resin. Like he used he used like from A to Z. This guy, uh, and I was so impressed with that. I mean, I thought he was nuts for doing it, but I was very impressed that he would be using wet layup carbon fiber. That's that's what I had seen when I first heard about it was that where you brush on the epoxy or whatever the resin and and it was like like fiberglass yeah. in a car, you know. But um Yeah. But yeah, it was uh it was really interesting. <laughs> and uh I do hope to play with this someday. But anyways, yeah. um but I'll tell you, it was a creature comfort being able to see the manufacturing of that job <laughs> because I learned so much about man. We made everything on site, so I got to see every. I got to see mold, mandrels, carbon fiber, flashing, welding, uh, you know, all kinds of CNC plotters. It was like I said, it was a highlight of mine to be able to mm. to work there. And oh, the paint booth that we had there was insane. So a lot of like the things that I've done in my videos, I pulled right out of my experience from there. Like I have this one video where I did um, paint mask graphics. That's where I learned it. I were, learned it. It grew. We we had a vinyl cutter, and I'm doing it by hand here and using masking tape. But it's the exact same principle. Mm. So interesting. Creature comfort information, Bill. To your point, was, is a creature comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Access to that information. Access. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, too, you know, yeah. sp- speaking of access, um, one of the things that the real luxury I have with the space in my shop is the access to tools, and we've talked about that before. Like Phil, where you had tried making that flip top cart, and I was like, "You're never going to use the yeah. thing on the other side," I didn't. because of the I access. literally didn't. Um, and so, I, I, one of the the things that I put into my shop is I'm constantly rethinking and changing and developing it around my workflow because I, I want to have the open space where I can be working on two large projects, but I also want to have everything out at arms reach. I don't have to bend over and pull some heavy object out from under a bench, you know, and stuff like that. So that's a, that's a big thing too, is like thinking about ergonomics, I guess would be the, to attach it to the, the comfort side is to set up your shop as ergonomically comfortable for you as possible. Like I'm six foot two or whatever. So all my benches are about 38 inches high instead of like a standard 36 because I'm tired of stooping over. I don't want to stoop over, you know? So I, and so if you're, you know, five foot six, you might want to make your benches 34 inches high. I think Bill's going to go measure his now. <laughs> 33. I just, I just curious. I wonder how tall it is. Go for it. Um, and, uh, mine's 33, 33. So. Yeah. That makes, and I'm, that makes sense. And I'm five, seven. That, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. And it's like, you know, that was one of those things that were dawned on me. And then all my tools, like they're all built for people of average height, like five ten. So I put them all on casters. That's a yard, that's a yard stick. It's taller than the yard stick. So, uh, so what is that? 30. 36 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's about standard, you know, and you're what you, you're about what? Five eleven. Uh, I, uh, my license still says six foot, so I'm going to go with okay. that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, how do you trick them into doing that? I want to do that too. <laughs> no, it's called, it's called, I used to be six foot tall. Oh. I used to actually be a little over six foot tall. Now I'm probably five eleven. Measure in the morning. What are you, Yoda? Are you shrinking? I don't it's, understand. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. You compress yeah. your, your spine compresses after you get older, the discs in between your. Yeah. The cartilage shrinks, right. but I didn't realize you were old enough for that to happen. Dude, I'll be 51 in a couple of days. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday. A couple of days. Yeah. Was the next, next, you'll be in Galena for your birthday. 
The, yeah, was it the 12th. Oh, what a place to be for your birthday. Mm. Ah, magical Galena, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hear most Hollywood celebrities go celebrate their birthdays in Galena. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so, big, it's the cans uh, of Illinois. Yeah. We've been trying really hard to stay on topic. And since you two just went on this carbon fiber thing, I'm going to say one thing about Absolutely. Galena. If you, if you wonder what Galena is, you can look up on YouTube, just Galena, Illinois. And they actually spent, I forgot how, like 30000 or so on a produ- produced video right yeah. and it has bill curtis who is the voice for like um 48 hours mystery and you know hi this is bill curtis yeah, from NPR. Anyway, you'd recognize the voice yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you would recognize a voice so this it starts out with like the first five minutes explaining that you know galena illinois blah 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 blah. and then when he gets done talking about downtown it goes over to this other part but then it gets and i'm like wow this is really cool bill curtis is the next thing you know it goes and blah blah and now Galena, and it's like this cheesy commercial, like the chorus Simpsons. of these voices. Yeah, yeah it's it's literally it's, it reminded me of the Simpsons. So it was just funny. If if anybody's curious where where and why I'm moving to Illinois, Galena YouTube video, check it out. And what a creature comfort that YouTube is, huh? <laughs> it, uh, it definitely is. <laughs> I wonder. If, I love it. I wonder if Bill Curtis lives in Galena. How far is it from Chicago? He is from Chicago, yeah. and um, that's uh, Chicago is about two and a half oh, hours. So he they just they just called the local celeb. Then I don't think he's commuting two and a half yeah. hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a professional voice. Yeah, I listen to you him. You know what else is a creature of comfort that I put in my shop a while ago <laughs> was a massive power strip, like right where I keep all of my tools and stuff. And that way, I can keep a lot of stuff just already plugged in, mm. so I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like plug in and plug out. I find access to outlets sometimes can be a huge pain. So when I was able to put this in, it was, uh, you know, just much, much easier. Do you, do you find power access to power a pain in the butt? No. And if you look behind me, you can see uh, there's an orange extension cord hanging down. Yeah. So there's an outlet where the garage door opener plugs into and there's yeah. always an extra one. So I permanently put that extension cord up there and it's got three plugs on the end of it. It kind of uh-huh. floats around my shop. I also have a, um, a light strip or a strip bar up there to keep my lights plugged into. And then on my workbench across the way, I have another power strip uh, mounted to the wall. So my drill press, a bunch of other stuff is, and another extension cord is connected to that. Um, you can't run everything at once, but at least you're not having to mm. go plug this in, now plug that in. Yeah. Just be careful. Yeah. When- so that that is the creature comfort. It makes it a lot easier. When when I was in my yeah. home shop in my my garage, I had two outlets, and one of them had like the, the power strip in, and it had all my chargers and stuff. And it was like way on the back wall where I there's just too much junk to get at. And then the other one was like on the floor, and I had one of those orange extension cords, and I I literally used to leave the orange extension cord in my belt loop of my pants. And uh, so wherever I went, <laughs> I had the power. It was like a musician thing. We used to keep power. your guitar cord. You'd stick your guitar cord in your belt loop when you changed instruments or something. And so I just carried it. And then when I moved into my shop here for the first few weeks I was there, I didn't have any power yet. And I did the same thing. And then the, you know, the landlord paid to put power in for me. He said, you know, we'll put lights on the ceiling. And, and of course I've added more since then. And, um, and he said, and just wherever you want it out, they put it in uh, hindsight being 2020, I would have just put twice as many. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but I did, I put them all at like, um, like four feet off the ground and they're all, I just, every 10, 12 feet or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, all the way around. Cause I had an idea where I was going to put stuff and it's changed the move, but it still works out great because I had that luxury of saying, I want a lot of power. And then those poles, like I was talking about where I put my tools, 
Um, I put, yeah. I put it right mm-hmm. on those poles. So it was in the middle of the room. I have power and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to not have an extension cord as a tail all day with me anymore. You know, yep. it must feel like a spaceman out for a spacewalk. Yeah. yeah no tether. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, um, music, uh, uh, that's something that in listening to the podcast, I'm sure a lot of people are probably in their shops right now. I have just a, a pair of old computer speakers with the little subwoofer that, that worked great for me. And before I had that, I had this like really cheap radio and then I upgraded to these old computer speakers. My wife let me take them. And, uh, what, an, what it's so nice to have like a high quality music. And then I have the, the cans now with the music built in. Like a lot of people have the ear protection with the radio in them. And that's, that's a nice, nice kind of home creature comfort too is, you know, all these like little things that just make it more homey. You know, yeah. yeah, I have uh, I have one of those old iHome um, iPod docks, mm-hmm. but the iPod port is broken, so I just use one of those mail to mail headphone. I don't even have an iPod; I use an Android phone. But all to say, I uh, I listen to podcasts when I'm working with hand tools because otherwise it's too loud. I don't have the uh, I don't have the thing in my headphones where I could listen to music. But I don't know what, I don't know what you're showing me right now. Sony. Bluetooth speaker. Oh, oh. nice. Nice. Bill's, showing, Bill's showing me his, his Sony Cube. But uh, yeah, so when I'm working with hand tools, either hand planing or I guess sanding by hand or whatever it is, I'm listening to podcasts. Otherwise, I, uh, well, I guess I really can't. If I'm not listening to podcasts or music, uh, here's a definite, no other explanation. This is a creature comfort is my high def 32 yeah. inch flat screen TV. <laughs> I've seen TV. that in the back and that always cracks me up. Yeah. yeah. You have the news on while you're working. So I... I <laughs> Yeah, I, I've almost always got the news channel on while I'm in the garage oh, in, yeah. in the background. So, do, do you find yourself and, uh, like stopping working and just staring at it? No. no, it's it's really weird. It is background noise. It mm. it is. It's kind of a kind of a waste, I guess. It's a nice little TV, but it's it's out here. And then the other thing is, I think a lot of us have it is the uh, beer fridge that holds Lacroix water. I have out in the shop as well. Yeah, who doesn't have that? I don't. <laughs> i have snow yeah, i could oh i have my thermos so my hot coffee what, i have hot coffee all day with this great thermos my father-in-law bought i was gonna me. say creature comforts being what about um edibles and drinkables like Lacroix water that is such a creature comfort i could be drinking regular water or i used to even use the um the spritzer that made your own carbonated i was oh. into that and then i'm like why it's cheaper to actually buy the Lacroix now so Having say Lacroix three more times and then foods. maybe they'll uh, sponsor us. Yeah, yeah easy there. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, it's not, Lacroix. It's not Saint Croix. Lacroix. Lacroix. Oh, Lacroix. Sorry, uh, I was thinking of the everybody island. Everybody knows Lacroix. Lacroix. Right. It is a maker thing. There's a lot of makers that are that have turned to this in trying to get healthier. By the because way. of you, yeah, right definitely. Lacroix. Well, you know what I, I and I've said this before. I would highly recommend drinking Lacroix instead of uh, you know any other types of adult beverages in the shop. I just think that's a bad idea, you know, unless you're hanging Don't out. Don't drink booze while working yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. If you want to drink in your shop, that's great. But just turn the table saw off and unplug it, you know. <laughs> don't go. I mean, don't you, these hold my beer You could drunkenly really hurt yourself with a chisel. So don't drink at all. Well, come on. How many times have you been drunk in the house and hurt yourself? Imagine yeah, what yeah, being exactly. out in a garage full of yeah, things that can. Yeah. Find in the bathroom to yeah. brush your teeth and you end up poking your eye out with a toothbrush or something. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever done that, but yeah, I just, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I mean, I mean, that's never happened thing. to me. I've never, never missed my mouth. Yeah, ask me I how I know. Say, that's, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> I never actually brushed my there. nose. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, do, yeah, man. Any other ones that we're missing? Lighting. Uh, I, I, I've added more lights. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah, you're right. Lighting. Yeah, good lights. Yeah, I actually that is a creature comfort, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the candle power is just not what it used to no, be. No, it's just not. No. Although lighting is measured in candle power called lumen. Lumen and what? What is the temperature? Called? Can you just can you say that again, Phil? But just go well. Actually, first and then say it. Yes. <laughs> Let me just put up, push up the bridge of my glasses closer to my nose. Yeah, one lumen is one candle, so that's a that's a measurement. Kind of like right. That's that's the brightness. What is the temperature of lighting? Oh, Kelvin. There you go. Well, it's the color temperature. So, um, no, it's, so it swings from four thousand, which is very, or let's say twenty seven hundred, which is very yellow, all the way up to six thousand, which is daylight. Right. So luminous. And it was a, it was a, I I think I dated somebody named Kelvin once. What, was she frigid? Like absolute zero? Ooh. Uh, That was good. (laughs) You can't say ooh. It's a funny joke. That was clever. That was, that was pretty funny. Okay. Jeez. Uh, Agree to disagree. (laughs) No, only I could say that. That's his hashtag. (laughs) That's mine. Um, Okay. Uh, Yeah. So absolutely lighting Mm. is a huge one, but let's, uh, Let's let's try to hit our our target here. What do we do? You want to move on to what we're watching? Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to to add to that. We talked about some of the things that I was thinking about, and I don't know if you guys have anything else. No, I, I mean think, uh, we're pretty good. I I like to think that my self worth is a little bit more now that I've contributed something to this podcast. So I'm good. Let's let's go on to what we're yeah. Watching. We're gonna move right past that. So <laughs> you know, what? I want to uh, point out Bill's chair though. Like I'm jealous of that. You have that chair in your shop. Like I only have like these like wood stools. I have no comfortable place to sit, which I guess is good. But I that's a know. this. This is upcycle. This is literally a curb. Yeah, no, I, I don't. The way I could sits. do that. I could just yeah. grab a chair like that off the side of the yeah. room. Have that. I might. I have nowhere to sit in my garage. Yeah, I do no sitting in there whatsoever. Oh, look, at you. you got casters too. Look at that guy. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at showing off. Look at this with. Yeah, yeah, with his mobility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna motorize it when you know the time comes. I'm getting older, no, so please, I my please jazzy do. scooter. Run it off I your belt. I just saw a YouTube video of uh, a wheelchair accessory where you just sort of drive, you wheel it onto like this tiny little moped, and then it clicks on, and then you hit the gas, and then it goes around like a mobilized scooter. So I don't know why I said that, but anyways, uh, Tim, why don't you tell us what creature you're comfort? Creature comfort. There you go. <clears throat> Um, what I'm watching is kind of I was I was away in in stuff so I haven't had too too much YouTube's time but what I was wanted to mention is a little bit of a shameless plug for my son Vance Maker and also for the Carolina Shoe Company because the video is on the Carolina Shoe Company's YouTube channel and um, they came to because Vance did some videos for them on his channel um, he made a sled and, and uh, I I filmed a day of, of his nature school. Um, for Carolina boots, which was like super awesome of them. And then they came to my shop because they're in Boston. It's not too far away. And uh, they came to my shop and they interviewed Vance in my shop. And they just now it took a few months. So they just got the video up now. And it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's really cute. I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I love him. He's my son. I know I'm a little biased, but I think that I just, I just adore the heck out of this, this video. And, and and that boy. So I don't know. Maybe you guys we like too. that kid too. We're not his father yeah. either. Yep. Yeah. He's a good kid. Yeah. If you could clone him, uh, I definitely, I'd take one. I, got, I guess I got room for another one. Um, okay. I'll, I'll look into it. Look into that. Look into <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, okay. Let's see. Carbon fiber, human cloning. Got it. 
This is a great episode. Right. This is a great episode. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I think we worked really hard. Yeah. Who's next? Let's, uh, let's continue. Uh, um, how about Bill? All right. I'll, I'll go. Um, I would like to give my uh, pick of the week or whatever we're calling it, whatever we're watching, um, to Garage Monkey Son. Oh, and yes. His name is Gary. And he's got a brand new channel. So this is an opportunity. If you listen to our podcast and we recommend the little guys, go out and give him uh, a, a listen to a watching Give him a watching because he's got less than 100 <laughs> subscribers. But he's got uh, – he's made a couple of videos, but two recently. And this latest video is called I Made a Boom Boom. And it is inspired <laughs> – Yeah, that was a great It one. is inspired by uh, our episode not too long by ago. By a certain individual on our episode. Uh, who was it? Uh, Phil Pinsky, no, it I believe. wasn't. It was yeah. you. No, I said the oh, line. I said the line. Oh, I said if I get a license plate like Jimmy's, I would call it I made. And Phil said, and I'll get a bumper sticker called a boom boom. Anyway, the beginning of his video (laughs) is listening to our podcast. So that is that warms my heart to know that we can have influence out there that's positive to somebody. And there was a soundtrack. uh, Give soundtrack in his video. (laughs) There's that exact soundtrack in his video. So yes, not everybody thinks I'm a moron. This guy. yeah, there are a lot of people who death. don't think that, Bill. I know two of them. Well, no, three because we got this the guy here too that just made the video. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't mean you two. Oh. I meant this oh. guy, Casey, and my mother in law. Right. Yeah. Oh, we're up to at least yeah. a half a dozen now, then, because you know, listen, everyone well, thinks I'm an get, idiot, so it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Gar- Garage Monkey Son. I would really like it if people could check out his channel and subscribe. It's it's really he took he uh, he was inspired by the injected molded uh, toolbox and he actually upcycled it into a boom a Bluetooth boom Which box. Is, yeah. It's very. Well, cool. I was trying to give you the credit because that was your idea to do this upcycle challenge of these old toolboxes. Yeah, yeah. That was the, oh yeah, yeah. yeah so so far, him and Jeff Shaw, uh, I believe, yeah. are the ones that actually did it. So thank you both. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it was a really good video because he sent us an email talking about it, but there was a lot of stuff in that video. And any one of those, I thought it could have been like a three-part series yeah. as far as all the things that he built. And then, oh, he just glosses over the fact that, eh, well, you know, this didn't fit. So I built a 3D printed, you know, thing yeah. for it. And now it fits perfectly <laughs> in the exact orange of the boom box. Yeah. And I just slide it right in, no problem. So I just modeled this on my 3D printer in my spare time. And, you know, this is like, yeah. it's got like 100 hours into that boom box probably. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. how fast that. Well, th- Thank you for the love, Gary. That was, um, it was really cool to see. Uh, even I understood what you were doing. So if, if that's good. If, if I can understand it, anybody can. Um, all right. I am watching uh, three by three custom. And it's, um, this is, this is what I love seeing. This is another female maker and uh, she is awesome. She makes really, really great stuff. What I just saw. Uh, really? Sorry. You, that was- I muted on. I thought you might be like say that you're also another woman maker. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I had to clear my throat, so I clicked the mute button on. But we're using the different system, so it didn't mute. I apologize. You got to that. That's okay. I like I like my thing better. I was like, also another one like Tim, another woman maker. <laughs> um, anyway, so the one thing that I picked, I watched this video, and I'm going to watch a bunch of other ones because she has some really cool ones. Um, but one is making an entryway table. She did like this live edge shelf with box joints. But the part that I 
loved was that she made this template for box joints using the router and it broke on her. So her box joints were like all loose. So what I would have done in, in my head is, uh-oh, slather a whole bunch of filler in there to make it look good, right? What does she do? She just cuts the box joints off and then recuts the box joints. So she loses like an inch off the length of the table, which is inconsequential, but right. is a brilliant fix for that because then you just do it properly the, the first time. I saw and that I think a video. Lot of the t- yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah. But like how many times do we get fixated mm-hmm. on like this one part of a project and we don't even take a step back to think, oh, well, I could just do this again by cutting it. Like that would never even occur to me. Like I'm embarrassed to say. So this one will stick in my mind and I will forever remember, oh, just cut an inch off this 64 inch table. Who cares? And just do it properly. Mm. So another tool in the arsenal. And this is certainly as a creature comfort to have this information. Mm hmm. So that's what much. Excellent. Doesn't work with a four inch table though. No. No. Listen, when you've got four inches, you don't want to lose any part of that. <laughs> you gotta work with what you got. That's work it. With what you got. Well but then there's also too, if you're doing it for a client and the client orders a sixty four inch table, you can't give them a sixty three inch table. There's sometimes that does matter, you know. You know, I think that's where communication comes in and exactly. I think we've talked about it. I mean, if you call them up and you say, Listen, Here's all the material. It's already bought and paid for. The box joint, I could fix it, you know. Anyway, so uh, that's where I'm in on that. And uh, that's what we're watching. So our channels are on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Uh, check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutes.com. Thank you to uh, Justin Sparks for that, timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that website. And both those websites have basically everything professional to do with both Bill and Tim. Um, contact <laughs> us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that great stuff. We love getting it. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. It really helps in uh, you know getting our podcast listened to by new, more uh, people, which is great. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio the best way to to help out three guys who are just trying to do their best out here you know what i'm saying <laughs> just how about a little bit of love once in a while you know what i mean just now and again that's all that's, i mean you, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah you know what i'm saying anyways so uh with that being said have a great week guys bye everybody be good